All right. Welcome, everyone. It is Friday, November 18th, 2022. And congratulations to us here in Jefferson City, because I think this is the third Friday in a row that we've actually done our Friday broadcast on a Friday. <laughs> so seems like there's always something that uh, that happens, but uh, we, we're on a roll here right now. So that's three Fridays in a row that we've actually been able to do our Friday broadcast. However, won't happen next week. Next week is Thanksgiving, of course, and these offices here will be closed on both Thursday, Thanksgiving, and on Friday, the day after Thanksgiving, as will all state offices. Uh, you may not know it, but the Friday after Thanksgiving is technically not a state holiday for state workers, but almost every year, the governor declares it a state holiday so that people don't have to work on the Friday after Thanksgiving. And he has done so again this year. Of course, there's certain essential offices that are open, but uh, you will not be able to like deal with vital records uh, and a number of other places, the state board. Those offices should all be closed next Friday, as will our office. So look for a special Thanksgiving Wednesday before Thanksgiving broadcast uh, podcast and webcasts we're going to try to do for you next week. We'll send out the email on that. Okay, what we're going over today, first off, is uh, going back over some questions we had about what I mentioned last week. Uh, I talked a little bit about last week dealing with uh, transit permits and with some of the documentation you need for final disposition. And as part of that, I mentioned a few things uh, briefly that we've had a number of questions about this last week. So we're going to go into that at a little bit more detail. And it actually has to do with the authorized methods of final disposition in the state of Missouri and what you have to do, what you should put down for your documents on that. What actually is the authorized final disposition in the state of Missouri? Well, first off, the definition of final disposition can be found in chapter 193.015, paragraph 5 where it sets it out. And it says, final disposition is the burial, interment, cremation, removal from this state or other authorized disposition of a dead body fetus. Now back up just a little bit because remember, we've mentioned this before, alkaloid hydrolysis is classified in Missouri as a form of cremation. It's a considered a low temperature cremation. So alkaline hydrolysis is included in the definition of cremation. So those are the final dispositions that are actually in the statute. The burial, interment, cremation, or removal from this state. Now there is a, the other line item there that says our other authorized disposition. So what else has been authorized? Well, here's the big one. And that is donating the body to a medical or educational institution. Now we're not talking about organ and tissue donation. We're not talking about uh, uh, the, the, the organ procurement organizations where the body goes off and tissue and bone might be taken out. We're not talking about that. We're talking about donating the body to a medical or educational institution. And here's what that regulation specifically says, and that's in the Code of State Regulations. Whenever a dead human body is donated to a medical or educational institution for medical and or scientific study and arrangements for return of the body to the legal next of kin have not been made, then delivery of the body to the medical or educational institution shall constitute final disposition. If, however, 
arrangements for the return of the body to the legal next of kin have been made, then final disposition shall be the burial, interment, cremation, or removal of the body out of this state after the medical or educational institution has returned the body. So in other words, there are in reality uh, four forms of final disposition that are authorized in the state of Missouri, burial, interment, cremation, removal from the state, then that's in the statute, then the extra one, donating the body to a educational or medical institution for scientific or medical study when the body is not going to be returned to the family. So here's a couple of the questions that we had on this this last week. First is the removal from the state. Uh, a lot of people apparently did not uh, have never dealt with that or have never put that down on the death certificate. But yes, in fact, that is technically the final disposition. If the body is going from Missouri and the burial at the cemetery is going to be in Illinois, technically, and I use that word, I emphasize that, technically, the final disposition is the removal of the body from the state. And you can put that on the death certificate. What is the final disposition? Removal of the body on the state. Date of the final disposition, the date the body is removed from the state. Now, we know a lot of people all the time put on the death certificate burial at the cemetery in Illinois. And vital records will accept that. They do not reject a death certificate that lists a cemetery in a different state. The reason being that, well, it's obvious that the body's being taken out of the state. So they know what's going on. They, you know, it's it's obvious. If you're going to be burying the body in, a, in Illinois or Kansas or Arkansas, obviously you're removing the body from the state. So they will not reject a death certificate if you put down burial at Mount Carmel Cemetery in Collinsville, Illinois. If you put that on the death certificate, they will accept that. But hyper-technically, the actual final disposition is when the body was removed from the state. So if you want to, and I'm sure the families in many instances like having that uh, out-of-state cemetery on there, that's understandable. So that's fine. But also be careful. Also be careful, especially if you're sending it way out of state. Let's say you're shipping a body from Missouri to California. And that's where the body is going to be buried. And you're and another funeral home out there is, is taking care of the actual burial. If you put down on the Missouri death certificate that the body is going to be buried at a cemetery in the state of California, how do you know that really happened? Unless you're going to be there. Remember, you are certifying to the state of Missouri that you're the funeral director in charge of the final disposition but you're not actually handling the burial. So if you put on a death certificate that the body's gonna be buried at XYZ Cemetery in Oregon, and the body gets out there, and for some reason it's put at ABC Cemetery in Oregon, uh, you, you filled out a death certificate that's incorrect. Uh, unintentionally, of course, but still it is incorrect. And you never know when things like that might cause you a problem. If there's any kind of mix up, like I said, anybody can sue anybody for anything these days. So you always want to avoid problems when you can. So if you're sending a body out of state 
and somebody else is actually handling the burial somewhere and you're not really, really certain that everything, you know, you've got to really be 100% certain that everything's going to be fine and that that's where that body's going to wind up. If you, if you can't be that 100% certain, then it's going to be safer to put on the death certificate. The final disposition was removal of the body of the state because you were in charge of that part. You were in charge of getting that body out of the state of Missouri. Again, 9,999 times <laughs> uh, out of a thousand, that probably will never be a problem. But it's just something to think about that because the technical way of the putting down the final disposition correctly would be removal of this state. And that gives you a little additional protection. Again, anybody can sue anybody for anything, but that does give you a little uh, additional protection if for some reason the body doesn't wind up in the cemetery or at the location you actually thought it was going to happen. So that's something to watch out there, removal from the state. The other question was having to do with that body donation. You know, when you fill out the death certificate, you're not certain when the body's going to be coming back to the family if it's going to be coming back to the family. So what, what do you put down for final disposition? Well, if the family intends to cremate, you can put down cremate. If the family intends to bury, you can put down bury. And you're just going to have to put to be determined um, as, a, as the actual date or put your best estimated date on there. If you think you have a good estimated date, you think you know when that's going to be. And if that turns out not to be the correct case, then you might have to amend the death certificate. If you're not certain, uh, you know, you just leave that field such as you don't actually have a date in there at that time. Because if the body is coming back from the medical or scientific institution to the family after they're done with it, final disposition doesn't take place until the actual burial, cremation, or removal from the state when that happens. Now, if the body has been donated and the family is not going to get the body back, the body back, then in that instance, the date that you donate the body to the medical institution would be the final disposition. What if the family is going to be returned some cremated remains? Well, if the body is being donated to, and I'm going to use these terms exactly, medical and or scientific study institution for medical or educational or scientific study, it says if the body is going to be returned, cremated remains are not a body. So if all the family is going to be getting back as cremated remains, you should still put down the date that the body was donated to the medical or scientific or educational institution. That would be the final disposition. The fact that the, the family is going to get some cremated remains back at some point in time, that's how it is. Uh, if they're getting the body back, you have to wait. If they're just getting the cremated remains back, I submit that the way this is worded, the actual donation is the date. So again, if the family's getting the body back from the medical, educational, scientific institution, then final disposition does not take place until the eventual burial or cremation or removal from the state after the family gets the body back. If the family's not getting the body back, then the date that the body was donated would be the actual final disposition. Now, as you can, if you paid attention to what I read that, obviously this section does not pertain to organ tissue donations. 
even though the body might be taken away by the OPO for a period of time, in those instances, and maybe they even arrange for a cremation or something like that. There's a whole lot of options out there. The if it's a, if it's not being donated to a medical or educational institution for medical or scientific study, that section doesn't count. So again, you would then go to the date of the actual cremation or the date of the actual burial or the fi other final disposition of the body. That is the date and the disposition you would put on the death certificate. So that is that. Uh, hopefully that answered some questions. It will probably raise others and that's fine. That's what we're here for. Just give us a holler. The last thing, uh, just want to touch, it wouldn't be Jefferson City if we didn't briefly at least talk about politics. And as of today, we do know a lot of where we're going to be going forward with the next legislative session, both nationally and locally. Of course, on the national basis, and it just happened very recently, that we know that the Republicans will control the House of Representatives in Washington, D.C., and the Democrats will control the Senate. That's going to be a split government. What does that mean? Well, first off, it means that it is going to be much harder to pass any major pieces of legislation. And anything relating to funeral service is usually not a major piece of legislation, at least in their minds. It's, it's, it's obviously major to the profession and very often major to the families that you people serve. But to be honest with you, it's usually not a hot ticket, hot button item in Washington, D.C. So very often, if there's anything dealing with funeral service, it would get tagged on to a larger bill. That's very common. Those larger bills, however, it might be more difficult for them to get through, given that the Republicans control the House and the uh, Democrats will control the Senate, a split government. That might be good for your 401k, however, uh, because historically, at least, the stock market seems to like split governments. Uh, I, the, the theory being is that if it's a split government, there's less likely that they'll do something that people don't like. Of course, there's less likely that they do something that people do like, but I guess the markets like stability. They don't like uncertainty. Again, uh, Past political performance does not guarantee future political action. Uh, so check with your own real financial advisor for things like that. But uh, that is just historically what has happened. Here in Jefferson City, in the state of Missouri, there were no real surprises. The Republicans, again, controlled both the Missouri House and the Missouri Senate with a supermajority. That means in the event that the governor would veto a bill, uh, they have the numbers to, if they want to, override the governor's veto. That is usually unlikely when you have a Republican governor, but it has happened uh, on rare occasions. But the the uh, uh, House and Senate are both firmly in Republican hands. Of course, for the past couple of years, there has been a, a bit of a split on some issues in the Missouri Senate between different groups of Republicans. There's We have some conservative Republicans and we have some very conservative Republicans. And those folks didn't always get along. They kind of uh, put those uh, differences aside at the end of last session and got some things done there at the end. We'll see if that continues this year. It's going to be very interesting. We are going to have a number of pieces of legislation. As a matter of fact, I'm heading to a meeting here this afternoon to discuss some of those things with the powers that be. There are some folks actually in the state government that would like us to move forward with some legislation to help them with that, uh, including things like modernizing uh, the health department statutes to get rid of some of those 
statutes from the 1800s. We do have statutes on the books from the mid 1800s that people don't follow. But if you're taking the Missouri law exam, you have to know about perhaps because those are some of the statutes you might be tested on. They're on the books. So you have to go, you have to look at those too. And also things like, as we talked about, I think uh, a couple episodes ago, the problem with uh, death certificates pending investigation. We're going to be looking at some legislation that might make it easier for coroners and medical examiners and doctors and others to put down pending investigation when they don't have, when they can't yet put down what the cause of death is. But let's see if there's an e if there's a way to make it easier for them to file a death certificate that says pending investigation. So at least you can get the families the death certificates. We're going to be looking on that. Of course, we're going to be going back to the right of sepulcher again. We're going to try to get out of the statute the fact that a husband and wife, even if they're in divorce proceedings, are still in charge of the other one's final disposition. Um, as you may know, as we've talked about before, uh, husband and wife, they file for a divorce, but the divorce isn't final yet, and one of them dies. Well, they're still married, and that spouse is still in charge of the deceased spouse final disposition if they want to be. And what a way to get back at a family you don't like and find out that you're in charge of, you know, their child's final disposition. Unfortunately, that kind of thing does happen. Uh, it's sad, but it does. So we want to set, uh, we want to change the right of sepulcher statutes uh, that so that it says that if there is a divorce proceeding pending, that that person, the, they're taken out of the loop on the next of kin statutes. Uh, and as we promised you before, we're also going to be looking at some statutes that help people uh, if they so desire to get licensed without having to deal with uh, some of the uh, unnecessary uh, examination burdens that have been put in place. We don't want to lower standards. We want to make sure people are qualified, but we also want to make sure that they are truly qualified and that what they're being tested on makes sense, that they're being tested on the things that they need to know or that they're learning one way or the other the things that they need to know to be a qualified funeral director and bomber, preenie agent and all that in the state of Missouri. So we're going to be looking for all those things. We might have a, a rather large bill or several smaller bills. We'll just have to see how the sponsors want to do that. And we're going to need your help uh, to get any of these things passed. So if you like any of these ideas, as soon as the bills are actually finalized, uh, if they're approved by, uh, of course, the Missouri Funeral Directors and Bombers Association Board, we don't support something unless our board approves it. Uh, if the board approves it, if the people that we're dealing with approve it, if the sponsors approve it, it'll be filed. Uh, we want to try to, we don't want to file anything, of course, or support something that there's going to be huge opposition against because it just won't go anywhere and it's it's not worth your time or trouble. So you want to work with people before you get to the hearing process and make sure as many people as possible are on board. But as soon as those as soon as we think we're at that point on any piece of legislation that uh, our board approves us to go forward with, we'll put that out there. We'll have it on the website. We'll have the links. And we're definitely going to need your support. We're looking at having our legislative day here in Jefferson City in February. We don't have the exact date yet because I want to see what all the calendars are for everybody, uh, not just our calendar, but uh, 
the the Senate, the 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 House, uh, the governor's office, <laughs> the state boards, and all of that stuff. We want to make sure everybody's available for that for anybody that wants to come over. And we don't want to do it on Valentine's Day, so we've got to uh, look at our calendars for that. But we're going to need a lot of support, a lot of help to get some of this legislation done this year. And of course, at this session, at some point, uh, one would anticipate that the state board of bombers and funeral directors, not our board, the state board, the regulatory board, those people that were just recently re-reappointed uh, will have their confirmation hearings that will also need to take place sometime during this session. So that's all we have for today. Again, uh, hope you have a warm as possible, wonderful weekend coming up. Look for us probably on next Wednesday. We'll send out the email when it comes out. And until then, stay safe.